When you think about great storytellers, I'm sure the name Enid Blyton springs to mind. We were talking about this uh, with Glenn Capelli, who said that Enid Blyton was, was named as one of the most influential writers of all time by several great writers. She's an author young people have loved for many years and her stories span generations. But it seems publishers have decided some of her language simply isn't modern enough and plan to re-edit her classic books. Words they're erasing include housemistress, to be replaced with teacher, dirty tinker, now becomes traveller, and so on. They're not the first changes to Blyton's classics, such as The Faraway Tree and the Famous Five series, and I'm wondering what someone who loves children's literature thinks about it all. Paul MacDonald is the owner of the Children's Bookshop, a business that's been supplying children with books for 40 years. Paul, firstly, is Enid Blyton still a popular author? Absolutely. Um, we, we sell lots of Enid Blyton. In fact, we get a lot of people who choose to come to our store because they know we stock Enid Blyton and they're often sad that she's not, they're not able to get her books as much as they'd like to. But the good thing is it's not just parents who want to read Enid Blyton, it's the kids themselves who come back um, and they love her series. So Famous Five, Secret Seven, Naughtiest Girl, Wishing Tree, all of those are still hugely popular. Were you a fan when you were a child? I was. Uh, Famous Five and Secret Seven I love. The beauty of Enid Blyton is she wrote so many books. I mean, I think they say she sold over 600 million copies or something, but there's so many series, so many books that she caters for a whole range of boys and girls and different levels of readers, which, and I think that's the beauty of the books. What makes her books appealing to children today? Well, it's interesting if, if we're talking about modernising Enid Blyton, I think what kids like is they like to step back into a different world. It's her books, um, even though a lot of them are action, advent, uh, adventure or fantasy, I think part of the appeal is the kids like to visit a different place to their own and, and a place that's not full of TVs and the internet and, and all the things in the modern world. So interesting, I think the very appeal for kids is often that it does represent a different time and kids like to dip into those other times. I was reading it just about some of the earlier changes that had had been made to them and think, Boys and girls need to share chores now because it, uh, it it's sort of a part of feminism, I guess. And in in the early sort of editions of the Faraway Tree, then Joe, the brother, didn't do any of the work. He could go off and do stuff while the girls stayed home and do and did the chores. But it's kind of a, an historical look at how things used to be as well. I thought I find I don't know about you. The problem is where do you draw the line? I understand like some of the racist terms needed to be removed. So I think all readers appreciate that. Um, and I know some people say her books are sexist. I mean, even over time, some people have felt she is second rate, but she's still selling, So, which is interesting. But they are a portrait of another age, and I think that's the beauty of them. And do we now rewrite Austen? Do we rewrite um, Dickens? Do we rewrite Shakespeare? You know, I think we've got to draw a line. Something that's offensive and racist, I, I fully appreciate that's a problem. If something's explicitly sexist, I think we should change it. But implied sexism, I think we need to leave as it is. And maybe it's good for kids to talk about books with their teachers and their parents and discuss things. And do you think, I mean, you talk about Shakespeare and, and Austen. Do you think in her way for her audience that Ina Blyton is, is, is just an important representation of a time as some of these great authors? Absolutely. You know, I mean, we talk about the canon and so on, but Enid Blyton does represent a time, and I think it's a time that, you know, kids would like to visit. Um, and, you know, the 40s, the 50s, you know, I think she's writing up to 63, 1963, but those times hold a charm for kids, and I think kids find safety in going to that 
charming old world, whether it's the actions, the, the, the fantasy, the wishing tree, all the rest of it. But to remove it and to modernise it, I think, is taking away the very charm that draws kids to the books. Do you get any interaction from parents that find some of these older writers, including Enid Blyton, that the stories aren't? Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we've been here 40 years, one staff member in almost 20 years. So certainly I, I have never had a complaint about Enid Blyton. People smile sometimes at some of the references, but even the change of names like Fanny's now Franny and all the rest of it, people smile about that, but we've genuinely never had a complaint. Um, and really, how do you improve literacy? It's about kids reading for pleasure, and kids are reading her books for pleasure. So I, I, I think there's no need to change what's already working. And I think some of the changes that have happened in the past were needed I think the language is, is beautiful and it's great for kids to actually learn to read in context and to ask questions and say, what does that phrase mean? Something new to them. But in fiction all the time, we're reading phrases that maybe are not used by us in Sydney in 2010, but good readers read in context. They look around that, they try to work out the meaning and that, that's about developing reading skills. And that's important for kids to, to be pushed and to read in context. Absolutely. And uh, interesting you say, you know, you, t- you talk about the way they modernise these these books, Paul, and you wonder if uh, eventually they'll be trying to uh, artfully weave a television set into the family house in The Famous Five. Yeah, and uh, Julian Dick and Georgina, um, they'll be on the internet in, in the next version, I'm sure. But I think that's, you know, kids, they love all the modern technologies, but I don't think we can exactly put our finger on it, but they're still running in a blight and I'm sure they will be in 100 years' time. In a hundred years' time, will we be rewriting J.K. Rowling? I, I don't know, but I think a book is a window to an age, and we have to be careful before we change that window. Thank you so much for talking to us today, Paul. Not a problem. Thank you, Paul McDonald, the owner of the Children's Bookshop.